Hello everybody and welcome to No Time to Grind, it's the podcast for the busy gamer and as always, I will turn you into stone, it's Uncle Michael and joining me is a sexy furry cooked in a satellite, Adrian. And a blue bear with a beak, it's Matthew. Hello. And the game for this fortnight, uh, which you definitely would have not been able to have told by those introductions because they were (laughs) insanity. Like, you think, why is that Uncle Michael? What has that got to do with anything (laughs) Fantasy Star 4? The villain's name is Zeo. That just means uncle. (laughs) Ah. See, I didn't catch that. I just thought they went, what's... You're creating an evil character. You've got to take one of the last few letters of the alphabet. And we all know the evilest character of all is Uncle. <laughs> yeah, Uncle. He's always evil. He's always coming to Christmas, already sloshed. Just, Just ruining <laughs> everybody's day with politics. Uh, Turning around to stone with his horrible stories. Saying, stay out of my <laughs> valley. Get out of there. If you go there, I'll turn you to stone. <laughs> <laughs> The game for this fortnight has been Fantasy Star 4, The End of the Millennium on the Sega Mega Drive, or Genesis if you're from another country. It has been heralded as one of the great JRPGs of the 90s, so we decided to give it a bash. But before we dive any further, housekeeping. (laughs) Yeah, well, just quickly, as always, like, subscribe, that's YouTube, but... Do the podcast you can version subscribe for that. if you're on on various platforms. Yes, you can certainly subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. Uh, I think I almost said the service that we we upload on. That's not right. Um, Stitcher is the one I'm thinking of. All of them. You can subscribe to us, and that would be just fantastic. But let's quickly move into the busy gamer rating for this game, Fantasy Star Four. Matthew and Michael, what do you think? this game is like for a busy gamer well we haven't discussed this i reckon you two should answer and then i'll answer i'm very torn on this one why is that because i feel like there's no time to grind but there is there is a lot to love here that makes it feel like a find time to grind so when you find some time play fantasy stuff no no that that's our final that's our final rating we're talking about uh, the busy yes, gamer no. rating is this a game for oh, a busy gamer? Yes or no? Sorry. They're just such good, succinct headlines. <laughs> and if you're a busy gamer who normally fit, like quits out of the podcast after we do this in the grind, maybe wait until the final rating. I don't know. It's crazy. It's good stuff. <laughs> but I feel like because it's in those uh, those final rating categories, I'm really torn between a yes or a no. I just... I'll tell you my thoughts because uh, I am also torn and I think what it comes down to is are you a fan of uh, intricate uh, JRPG stories and gameplay? If so, make yes. Make yes. <laughs> if you're not so much, then no. So, it's really uh, it depends on what you enjoy. Oh, it's pretty good. Pretty succinct. I am going to go with Hell yes. I I think this is a game for a busy gamer because Sega Mega Drive Classic, Sega Genesis Classics on Steam, and I believe it's on other stuff, but I played it on Steam, made, like, it made it so good. Being able to quick save, quick load, like, the save states. um, Are we taking the game as is or as the re-release? Because 
I know we've done we've done similar things like Super Metroid in the past, and I think we've rated them as is, but said, oh, playing it on this platform though makes it really much better. I think you can save enough that, like, if you're in a dungeon, so I would say even the regular game by the itself, game, yeah, you can always you can if you're in a dungeon, you can use Hines technique to get to the start of the dungeon so you can leave so you can save so you can go back in like if if you're trying something risky like you can work like that i think that works fine okay i think i'm going to settle on yes i think this is a game for a busy gamer because it's one of the most it's one of the more enticing JRPGs that I've played. So it wins points on that. And for now, I will say yes, and we will dive into it soon. Well, let's get into what the grind of this game, what makes it so good. And one of the things I'll note, especially as someone who isn't a huge fan of JRPGs, the macro idea is so smart. I, like, I've not seen it in any, in any other JRPG I've played. Like, but essentially, the macro system is you predetermine a bunch of actions you want certain characters to do, like you want Chaz to attack, Alice to attack, someone to heal, and then you assign it to a macro button and essentially you just go, oh, I just want to do the normal thing, so I click macro A and then it'll, it'll attack, it'll attack, it'll heal. Yeah, I think that is so perfect. Like even even just uh like using it to just attack so that you don't need to select attack up to 5 times. Yeah. Like it, it, genius. I keep saying like is this just so good? It's so simple and so good and I don't know why other games especially like this especially that will have grind because of course you need to grind levels if you're not doing too good. Uh it makes that part so easy. The only thing I would say, like the, the downside to that though, is if you don't find JRPG combat super interesting usually, like myself, it might dumb it down a little too much, at least early on when it's pretty straightforward. You just want to attack people. As that's what I found. I was like, yeah. I was sitting there and I had everything. Here's another great feature for busy gamers. You can increase how fast combat and text scrolls which is a little more common, but still great to see. It's the wrong way around, but though. If- I accidentally slowed it down because five <laughs> is slower. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it takes five times as long. Yeah. Sure. Um, but, but like, just having everything rush through and then just pressing, like, macro made it a little less engaging for me. So it has the upside of being quicker. But if you're not into, like, JRPG combat and you know, getting through the grind of those kinds of games, you know, random encounters, um, then it's a little harder to enjoy. I see that. I see. See, I didn't, I don't think I've ever finished a JRPG before. So this is, this was a very good start for me, I reckon. Being able to, being able to use the speed increases, the macros, the, again, the Sega Genesis Classics, has if you hold two, it fast forwards the game itself. Oh. So, so I would hit a macro, hold two, and then that whole thing is done. And then I'm in the next round, and it, like that just made that so much better. Uh, and another added bonus, and this turns it from like a oh, maybe yes to hundred percent yes, because I think the story in this uh, is good enough 
to warrant playing on easy mode, which is a mod that you can get on Steam with the Sega Genesis Classics. And fighting bosses and hard enemies, you'll still die if you aren't being smart, but getting through the bulk of, like, encounters, like, you get to a point, I got to a point um, where I was like, I really want to finish this, but I don't have... I like I simply do not have the time to grind this out normally and then I realized of course Steam Workshop and then I was able to get that I was able to finish as I said some like bosses were still hard but doable um I think only it was only if I was being absolutely reckless that eventually the random encounters I went, oh crap one of my guys died <laughs> Like, uh, I, I should have been paying more attention. And that's good. And then you can skip encounters when you're at too high of a level. So you don't want to make it too easy. So skip some encounters. Because what easy mode does is it gives you four times the experience points and uh. four times the money. Uh, and that just makes you uh, blitz through some parts. I think I did it at an ideal time in the gameplay where... The enemies were getting harder, and I think the experience return was not as good. Okay, so that's it started to get really grindy at that point is when you picked up the four times Yeah, XP. I beat Zio regularly, and then I was like... I, I looked through a walkthrough, and I was like, do I need to beat him? Well, I, I need to beat... Because he's seen as the big bad guy, but then there's another big bad guy, and then another big bad guy, <laughs> oh, because no. this is a JRPG. Uh, and it was like, okay, I'll just, I'll just kill them. I'll just easy mode this. It's actually something that I've seen quite a number of JRPGs do now that they're re-releasing. For example, Final Fantasy IX came out on Switch in the last couple of weeks, and my partner picked it up because she's always been a fan of Final Fantasy, and I've liked the stories but not the gameplay. And mm. it's really good because it has, it has like, I think you can just, you just have a Switch and you can be like max level, max gold. Uh, all abilities like you can just turn on um, from the start of the game having everything so that you can go through the story of the game without having to worry too much about the grind and the combat Um, so it's like that more and more uh, JRPGs are doing in their re-releases and their and I suppose mods and I find it's really it's really good especially because something a lot of JRPGs have really good stories but it's locked behind combat that not everyone enjoys yeah it's, it's locked behind a gameplay loop that not everybody enjoys so I like this modern take on all these games where you can play it at your own pace, whether that's normal game or four times speed. Yeah. I tell you what, though. Yeah? In terms of uh, the grind of this game, it is, it's very unwelcoming, I would say. How, how so? They have the worst names for things ever. I love oh, that. Yeah. Okay. Like my favorite so spell. What? <laughs> WAT. Okay, that I okay, I'm gonna <laughs> defend that. Water? Is that what yeah, it is? It's water. Yeah, it's water. That's but I do have to say, yeah, I mentioned Hinas and Ryuka, and I'm like why do they why are they translating the names and the conversations but not the skills? I don't know what Ryuka means. What, what does that mean? <laughs> it's just is it a translation? Well, Ryuka, I don't know. What does Ryuka mean? <laughs> if you- well, that's one of the things I wanted to bring up uh, later on is that like 
right at the start of the game, there's like, at least from what I experienced, there's no sort of tutorial or anything. It was just like, here are a bunch of icons. I don't know what they mean. Fight. And I was like, oh, I guess I'll just, I assume the first thing by default is attack. So I'll just do that. And then I looked at the spells and again, I was like, I don't know what any of these mean. What does this actually do? It doesn't have any numbers next to it. I don't know what this does. Is it the water damage? How am I supposed to know? The games were obviously designed in a time where they would be accompanied by a manual because what's yeah. the difference between a tech and a skill at first? Yeah, I was the exact same. I mean, like I got it in the end, but yeah, I you figure it out. At the start, you're like, do- what the hell? It's not... I don't think it's intuitive because I think it is designed with in mind for them to be like, read your manual to understand uh, what you exactly you are doing. And also, get this is this is a sequel. It's, yes, uh, they probably have expectations of preconceived knowledge. This game, yeah, should could have done with a bit of a tutorial, but it is kind of straight into, especially that it's like you're Chaz, this new hunter, and it's like. Well then, where's my like little tutorial to help me figure out exactly what? Buttons I also are don't feel you like I'm none. Chaz. Yeah, at the start I thought I was Alice, but I, you are Chaz. I call her Alice. I don't know why, but to, yeah, I, I also heard Alice was another version. Yes, it, there's a that's four characters limit, so <laughs> everybody's gonna have one vowel, maybe a Y if you're lucky. Uh, but I just want to say, Adrian, you said that Chaz is a boring name. And oh, yeah. If you think Chaz Ashley is, is, has a boring name or is a boring person, you didn't turn on this game. You didn't look at no, this game. I didn't say he's you a boring have... person. I said, I said he has a boring name. I said the names so far are boring. There's Alice, Chaz, and then it was um, Han. Yeah, super dry. <laughs> Solo. I'm like, Rune? I'm like, okay, that's the first like fantasy kind of cool name. Then you get like Grizz later on and like, a bunch of other... None of them like, were like... I don't, I don't know. Maybe maybe I, I expected too much or I had different expectations. But I was just like, yeah, those are just like average names. Because like, what I say, I was like, oh, the name was like Chad or <laughs> Bart or something. Yeah, <laughs> Bart's not boring. Bart Simpson is iconic. He's not boring. Bort. Yeah, Bart Simpson is iconic. Bart the name is boring. Oh, my God. Gosh. You prefer it's his... a noise you make when you fall over. Mark. Would you prefer his uh, Christian full name of Bartholomew? Yes. See, that's more interesting. I can't fit. But obviously they're trying to save space or something for the maybe that a limit of um, characters that could fit into a character's well, name. Like Zio, real short. Yeah. In Japanese, his name is Rudy. <laughs> Rudy? What a Rudy boy. <laughs> Rudy boy. Uh, Good old Rudy. Shall we, shall yeah. we move into inventory management? Let's do it. All right. So for the busy gamers, this is the part where you have you you have consumed enough, uh, I think, to make a sound judgment on whether or not you can play this game. Uh, our next game, Your due diligence is done. Yes. Uh, our next game is Resident Evil Two, the, the remake. remake. Yes, I picked it up today. I'm very I'm excited. I'm Which, scared. Uh, I, I'm keen as well. I yeah, I'm uh, excited but also titillated. So what? We'll see how this That's ends. The same up. thing. What? <laughs> <laughs> terrified and titillated. Terrified and titillated. Yeah, that, that's Let's what go I with mean. that. Uh, so yeah, uh, rate us because I said earlier like and subscribe, but you can actually rate us uh, five stars on iTunes or maybe Spotify. You could 
create an Instagram story using the Spotify share function. Spotify doesn't pay us. I just want you to tell others about us. Please um, do. <laughs> and especially if you if you like what we do, like giving us a rate gets us more seen and then more seen means more listeners and more listeners means more content. And I don't think we have time to really get into a quick news piece. I just wanted to mention that whenever it comes out, we are probably playing Pokemon Sword and Shield for the podcast because who's not who's not going to play that? Me All slowly right. raise his hand. <laughs> You're kicked out, Michael and I. <laughs> I, will, I, will, I will. I will. I will. I'm willing to to give it a go. I'm ex- I'm excited. Like it's the first Pokemon I've been around. Like I've been paying attention to the release. Like Sun and Moon and X and Y just kind of flew by. Uh, like I was the last Pokemon game I like was around for the release was black and white and apparently that wasn't a good one so hopefully sword and shield is a good one we'll see how we go oh it's- very quickly okay very yes. quickly so the people can relate yeah sobble uh score bunny or grookey i'm grookey uh sobble grookey gang so- so- okay uh, sobble score I-, I guess i'll go score bunny then just round it out you, you but you liked him anyway didn't you yeah, I like yeah, I like Squirt Bunny. Yeah, don't pretend, don't pretend you got the bad one. You yeah, but are. now I'm looking at that. I'm just in my head seeing that meme where it's the two guys handshaking and it's Sobble <laughs> and Grookey, and then in the distance <laughs> they just like both turn with a disgusting look at Squ- like this messed up guy who's Squirt Bunny, and now I'm scared. No, no, they're all fine. I, I think just everybody is scared that Squirt Bunny is going to be firefighting again, and so we're just taking it out on him preemptively. <laughs> That's mean. You got to let him show him what you got. First. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm actually keen to see the final evolutions and what their um, what their types are. So, I'm, oh yeah, I'm excited for this Pokemon for a change. I'm sure it'll be in this inventory management news segment uh, closer to the release date. Yeah, but now let's move on to the chunk of the game. Uh, it's what's what do you guys want to talk about? What what, what that wasn't grind related? Do you want to discuss? Well, I, I actually am going to open up. And apologize because this is grind related, um, and it's that this fast travel in this game is really early on, and so good. I think how early can you? I didn't hit it, and I oh, I don't think I hit it. Well, you get an item telepipe, uh, okay. But later on, Chaz learns Ryuka, which does what the item does. So you just use that because you're not going to use any tech uh, for Chaz. Chaz is not a techman. Uh, and a sidebar, so HP means health points, and then tech points is TP. But TP doesn't mean tech points. TP means toilet paper. But, yes, being able to fast travel fairly early on, like in a game that is like how long to beat Fantasy Star for, like 50 hours, if you don't, if you're not fast traveling, but 10 if you do, you know, is good. That's good, especially because a lot of these games can like put it off till like the latter half or the latter like third of the game. Yeah, but this does it right. Let me let me know. And then, because to me, honestly, I learn where places are in a game. I don't necessarily learn their names. Yeah, but this made me learn their names, like Ado and Malcolm. Like I, I know the names because I went there. Meese. Meese is a funny name. It's like the plural for moose. Yeah, I found that, like, especially early when it's like you go to the village where everyone's been petrified and then they want to find um, 
the cure for that and it's like i just they're just like go northeast it's like yeah but how far do i go around this mountain range do i not and i like that as long as it's not too big some games can have that too big and you're wandering forever this is like a good size of like you can go really far south but it only takes like 20 seconds in game yeah or if they say like northeast it's like this or this like this you're either talking about this one or this one okay it's not the first one it's the second one done uh, let's talk about the story for a moment because, Michael, in the beginning, you said that it's like often cited as one of the best RPGs of the 90s. Um, and I want to say, I think the story, I watched a, I didn't get to finish the game, I didn't get far into it at all, but I did watch a story breakdown. And it does seem like this really cool, grand story. But on the other side of that coin is it seems very tropey, but... Is it one of those things where it's like other JRPGs were inspired by this and that's why this one seems so cliche? Well, Or is it just kind of following the JRPG formula of like, here's a bad guy, but here's a bigger bad guy, but then here's a world-ending force that's been here for millennia? Well, because it's a sequel, I feel like you have the personal story with Zeo. That's the personal one. And then Mm. once you beat him, the game then goes like, Bruh, you weren't the first. There's two technically other games that you fight this yeah. guy. Um, so well, not this guy, but the guy, the Dark Force. It's called like literally yes, Dark yes. Force, which is the profound darkness. Profound darkness is what it makes the Dark Force. See, let me get yes, my, yes. <clears throat> let me get my chart. So the profound darkness is trapped in another dimension. When the galaxy was formed. <laughs> There was light and darkness. and Is this just Smash Brothers? <laughs> yes. Yo, fantasy star character. Chaz for Smash Bros. Got it. Do they have a modern fantasy star series? They have fantasy star online. Um, but have they stopped making like the JRPGs? Yeah. Kind, it's kind of dead. It definitely needs to come back. Last um, one was 2014 fantasy star Nova on PS Vita. Only available in Japan, though. Playing this was like, I don't know how far you guys got, but if you didn't get past um, Birth Valley, which is where the people were petrified, did you unpetrify them? Yes. No. Okay. So, Adrian, you missed out on that part where this like fantasy game, like I'm sure you know that this is sci-fi, especially if you've read the, like listened to the story. Yes, yes. But that part was just... My brain was like, I, I, again, I knew this, but it's crazy because everybody's petrified by a spell, magic. You go get a magic potion that cures everyone. And then the guy is like, that got petrified. It's like, I'm going back in. And you're like, no, don't. And then he goes in and like goes past the door that you couldn't before. And it's just sci-fi and it's just crazy. And you're like, what the frick? Why are there robots? And from there, it picked up. It went like, there was a bit of Star Wars, a bit of Dragon Ball Z. It was amazing. Uh, My big thing is that, now I don't know, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure Fantasy Star, okay, this is spoilers for Fantasy Star 4 and Final Fantasy 7. But Fantasy Star 4 did it first. Did what? Killed off a main character that you can oh, yeah. put points into, give equipment to. Uh, if 
you put your best equipment on Alice. Sucks to be you, buddy, because it's gone. Does it go with her? It goes with her. Damn. Uh. And that came before Final Fantasy VII. Oh, yeah. Final Fantasy VII. Actually, I'm scared now. I'm scared did you, I'm wrong. Did you actually check? Did you not fact check, oh, Matthew? What I, have I taught you? I have not been. F- yes, it beat it by four years. Okay. So, it, would it be a case of maybe Final Fantasy VII was inspired by or they took some... You know, story beats from well, so Fantasy Star Four. Fantasy Star Four took beats off of Fantasy Star Two, I believe. I don't know because I believe because I was listening to a video that Fantasy Star Two kills someone off as well. Which okay, and that's 1989. That's probably I am willing to bet that that is groundbreaking and wasn't done before. Um, the reason I know all this is because. I wanted to know more about the universe of Fantasy Star. I don't care. I personally do not care about the like the other games and the story behind the games. Oh, you know, this Japanese developer was... No, I don't care. Sorry. But I want to know more about the monsters and the races because those designs are so good. You've got Motavians, which are bear people, no? The uh, blue people, like Grizz? <laughs> Yeah, like Grizz, he's he's like a bear, but then he's got a beak or something, and like big bunny ears, he's fantastic. Uh, then there is another race, which I'm just going to say is Piccolo, uh, Dezorian. He's on another planet, because you go to other planets in this game, if you're still listening and haven't played this. <laughs> like, it's it's crazy and fantastic, and there's nothing on YouTube. Really? Yeah, like, I am... I have did consider like going. Oh, should, maybe I should take it upon myself and make a video for other people like me. But even on just Google, if you go like Fantasy Star races, uh, the things like um, do you mean the classes you can pick on Fantasy Star Online? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> so this is it's a strange um, phenomenon, given that this game is so highly regarded. Is it? Is there not like wealth and wealth of contents? I suppose there's not. Like, I guess besides the manual, which I haven't read, maybe I'd love. Maybe I should read that bad boy, just in my spare time. Oh, what are you doing today? <laughs> Reading a manual for a game that's older than me. Oh, I would say the thing that has hurt Fantasy Star Four versus Final Fantasy is um, the lack of ports. Like, you think about yeah. how many different consoles you can play a Final Fantasy game on, the 8-bit, the 16-bit, the the remakes of those where they've just simply made them into, like, 3D models and I was like, there you go, play again. Fantasy Star has become irrelevant. They did not give it any quality of life aside from, hey, you can play it on Steam now, but it's still the old version of the game. It does not have the legacy that it probably deserves because obviously the company didn't have the money to uh, compete, I guess. with It is Square, isn't it? Square make Final Fantasy ultimately. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. They, they have the money and it is a well-loved series that they can do it, whereas Sega, what, like... <laughs> and this is Sega made, right? This is... Who made this game? Published by Sega, designers Riko Kadama... Are they just? Are they just? Are those just people? Those are just people. So it's, maybe. So it's just a first party. It's just a Sega game. We know that Sega okay. themselves have struggled 
So this hasn't gotten the legacy that it deserves. I will say quickly, going back on the story, uh, that it builds appropriately. It isn't. It feels like the pace is good. Yes. In how things are revealed. I feel like in Final Fantasy games, at times, it's immediately evident that, like, the fate of the world, you know, is it, it, we're dealing with, like, the the worst things, the biggest things to happen. Whereas this initially is, hey, we've been hired to kill some monsters in the base. Yeah. yeah, and then it, it expands from there. Oh, these monsters are from somewhere else. I better go there. And then Aelis tries to charge yeah. the guy. <laughs> Charges Han? Yeah, he just, <laughs> to she go just there. charges Han, like thousands of dollars and every time he's like okay and i i just i felt like it was i felt like it was paced well it's like i didn't have to pay attention to every little detail because it wasn't trying to be overwhelming immediately it was like and that's good also because like it's not like you have to do an information like there's a bit of a cut scene as you open the game but it doesn't have to do a big information dump at the start it's just you're these two hunters and this is what you're doing. And then it builds and builds rather than being like, in a world cursed by darkness, there's monsters and bah, bah, bah. And here you are starting at this place. And then here's the story. It's like, there's some backstory on the general world at the start of the cutscene, And then you start playing as these two hunters who are just on a mercenary mission. And then it, and then it builds from there. And boy, what it builds. What mm. a build. What a quality build. <laughs> <laughs> I what I would like is and I know it'll probably never happen but I just still can't wrap my enjoyment around a JRPG like I just the story was really cool from what I watched in this video on YouTube and I want to experience that story but I really don't want to just sit there and mash buttons I want to I want to slap that thing with my sword myself I want like a 3D. I want like a full remake. Like what what they're doing with Final Fantasy 7, but oh. for this. I would take that. I would buy that. This and you, do you know why? Because if they remade it, they'd have to go more into the universe and tell me all about those Motavians and Dezorians. Oh. Well, the other numbered <laughs> games like Fantasy Star 2, 3, etc. They're in the same universe, unlike Final Fantasy games. Can you not just play those games to get more? Or is it like I, is it like distantly related? I have bought Fantasy Star 1, which is on the Switch. For, it was like less than 10 bucks, so I got it. Um, but it plays so differently. Uh, so I'll see how that goes. I know that Fantasy Star 3 is actually... It is like a side story. One, two, it's and also four. set after. It's set before and after, I'm pretty sure, because Fantasy Star 3 is cool from the sounds of it because you play as this guy and then you play as his kids. Oh, okay. Uh, depending, And I think it changes depending on which, like, girl you pick. And then you, you play as your oh. grandkids. And that sounds cool. I don't know because I haven't played it and I haven't looked that hard into it because I was... I did research a lot because, yeah, I wanted to know... What's going on? Um, it, it, it intrigued me, uh, and I didn't find enough. The synopsis on Wikipedia, not enough. So does two and one not link enough? Because the character, apparently the main character from one uh, kind of makes a cameo kind of thing in this um, as well, like the form of like a flashback 
from Chaz yes. as he picks up the sword? Yes, when he picks up the... Uh, I have been calling it the Elcidian, which is probably not how you call it, say it at all, but I like it. Uh, as you pick it up, I believe, and I don't know, but I believe every... It, it says in the game, every person who has protected the solar system, like, y- you will see them. Uh, and then it's got a cutscene of all these people and I'm like I'm not sure if they're my because your friends appear as well and I'm like is that is that my friend or is that just someone who looks like them because they all look like anime to me uh <laughs> but yeah speaking of the anime though uh the cutscenes in this the little I don't know if you call it a cutscene but like the little comic panels almost like yes, comics so, so good. good I love them I took so many screenshots of them <laughs> It's a, it's a really good way to get the story across as well rather than just more text boxes, which is a classic JRPG thing. And I tell you what, right? There is one cutscene when you fight Zeo, right? So none of the comic book boxes move except for when you fight Zeo and he's there and you're like, okay, yeah, that's fine. And then he says something like, but now I'm going to kill you all. And then in the same image, his eyes... T- like turn red and you're like oh it moved it changed it's not supposed to change breaking that wall it is good it it really brings you into the scene by having close-ups of their like actually having an expression and knowing what their face looks like instead of yeah the small tiny thing that it was they still they have that little icon that appears whenever they kind of talk which is all well and good, but it had more detail. And at times I felt like this is very early 16-bit and often when you're in the world, it's quite flat. Like it doesn't have... And everyone walks around very stiffly and that was a little bit disappointing until uh, Aeolus punched the Matavian uh, chief in the head. (laughs) Like they actually made a sprite for that. And I was like, yes, more of this, please. <laughs> I, d- I did know that as well, though. Like, I was like, oh, is this the Ness? Because it does look kind of, like, too old. But it is the the Master System. Yeah. Se- Mega Drive. Genesis is what some people call it. Which is 16-bit, right? So I was like, oh, am I just being, like, am I just too entitled as a modern gamer and I'm just complaining? Or does this look a little not as vibrant especially for a genesis and a sega game uh as others yeah it is supposed to be 16 bit if you consider that the mega drive came out in 1988 and they manufactured them till 1997 damn so this was neither like the earliest 16 bit game they made but also not the latest and i feel like you can see that like it is sort of caught Mm. in this in between whereas i feel like I feel like Super Nintendo 16-bit was a little bit later. It's a bit cleaner. It it sort of built that aesthetic that we like in our modern 16-bit games. Whereas this was leaning a bit too heavily on the old school. Yeah. I'm a big idiot because I thought Sega Mega Drive and Sega Genesis, I thought one of them was the Master System, like the the predecessor and so this whole time when I've been looking at Sega Mega Drive Classics and Sega Genesis Classics, which is what it's called, I've gone, okay, one's the NES and one's the SNES. 
No, they're the same thing. Ooh. It should be called <laughs> yeah. Sega Mega Drive or Genesis Classics, really. That's what it should be called. Because um, then we went... <laughs> Could you imagine if it was, like, the PS4 or, like, the PS New? Oh, no. Xbox One like, and Xbox Why did they 3? have different names? Of course. That makes sense to me. And then we went to this, like, retro video game museum, Adrian and I. Sorry, Michael. You were in not the same state. You're a bit of That's a driveway. Okay. That's okay, guys. A bit of a drive away. If I got lost in the mail, I'm sorry. And Adrian points at what probably was the right one and goes, is that the game that, like, is this the system that we've been playing Fantasy Star on? Or one or the other. One of us said that. Yeah, yeah. And then I go, no, I don't think so, because it was probably the earlier one. Because I didn't know, because I'm an idiot. And that's my story. Thank you for listening. So what you're saying is we learned nothing at this museum. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was... Mi- was nothing labelled? I was misinformed. <laughs> there was lots of labels. I was just misinformed. I just... Right. Um, like, I know that one of the Segas has, like, two names. Two, like, popular names. But I forget which one. Like, I know there's the Master System, the Genesis, and the Mega Drive. And I don't know what's which and how which ones are connected. Is it, Ma- is it Master System and Genesis are the same? Or Mega Drive and Genesis. Uh, Mega Drive and Genesis. See, okay, Sega, this is why you fail. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this game, amazing. But this is why, like, that is why Sega did not do well. Uh, this is their best, I reckon. I haven't played everything Sega's put out, but I would happily say, in my opinion, this beats Sonic is all I really am trying to get here. Sonic... You what? What's the point of Sonic? You just you're a you ball. Go fast. It's, yeah, I can go fast on the freeway, but can I go to another planet? No. <laughs> That's what Fantasy Star Four gives you. Exactly. With that said, though, what would you give this as a with a final rating? I would. I would personally give this a make time to grind. Like if if I was. If this was a hierarchy podcast and I was the boss, I would have told you to stop playing Monster Hunter and finish this game. Didn't even play that much Monster Hunter, to be honest. Stop playing Smite then. I don't know. Stop playing whatever you weren't. Play Fantasy Star 4. People, you, sitting there. Yeah, I see you. Stop looking around. Play Fantasy Star 4. It's a very good game. Michael, where do you sit with this one? After... After lengthy discussion, I think that this is a fine time to grind. I think it does move out of no time to grind because it is one of the more enjoyable JRPGs that I have played. The The problem being that it's kind of it's a problem with the genre, not with the game. So I can't really knock the game for what it's done. It's actually it's fast-paced. The story uh, builds appropriately and is interesting. The style is colourful and delightful and imaginative. It's a really... like it, it. I want to play more of it because it doesn't have all these walls up, except for you have to get over the fact that uh, things don't sometimes make any sense, but you eventually figure it out. And I feel that the, the only wall is the fact that it is a JRPG, so therefore it is a fine time to grind. So if you have some time, this is one worth playing. And I've played things like Final Fantasy VI, which is often regarded as like one of the great JRPGs. Did not get into that. 
was getting into this. That's interesting. I I was going to say, so let me preface, I was going to say if you're into JRPGs, make time to grind or find time to grind. If you're not, no time to grind. But M- Michael made a good point then where he said, you can't really, like, it's a problem with the genre and you can't really, like, it's, it's, it'd be strange to knock the game for something that the genre does. So I think I'm going to settle on a fine time to grind. Um, but if you're not a fan of JRPGs like me and the kind of grindy turn-based combat that it offers, um, maybe watch a story primer or something. Like, it's worth being like, oh, that's cool. But... I think we'll find Matt's easy mode. Yeah, find the easy mode mods. Find find ways to experience this story without the combat if the combat's not your thing. Maybe even what you could do is and this is something I considered doing, but ultimately just dealt with um the cause Sega Mega Drive and Genesis Classics. Here's a quick review for that. I like the idea, but the amount of RAM or whatever battery life that it chews up because it is running this virtual room like it puts you in this 3d room with the tv there is a simple launcher yeah and i really should have used that but i was too too afraid uh, <laughs> i was too afraid <laughs> uh and so i'm thinking if you bought this and then had say mega drive and genesis classics you can legally go and find a rom and play it that way, and then get a ROM hack, which makes it e- easier. Uh, use a bit good. of the old Game Shark. You could, like, Ooh. you can do that. It'll be legal. I'm just saying. If, but I think, at the very least, see if you can find. I don't know if it exists on YouTube, but like a Fantasy Star, because a lot of games with cutscenes, they people upload onto YouTube. You know the game the movie and it's just all the cutscenes all in a row and like modern games it's like 10 hours long but see if you could find that one and see the cutscenes because it's a cool little story and there you go there's our thoughts on fantasy star for the end of the millennium coming up next is probably a polar opposite of that game which is resident evil 2 remake <laughs> Uh, I'm ready to be spooked. How are you guys? I'm so scared. <laughs> X, gone, give it to you. I'm going to go hard. I'm going to play in complete darkness. Uh, um, maybe I'll put headphones on. Who knows? I really want to try and... I don't know. This game, like, I'm usually not a fan of horrors, but this game is really getting me in the mood to be spooked. Spooky mood. This, is... this was the audience selected one, uh, by the way. So... You're welcome. I don't like you. <laughs> I don't. You're hurting my wallet and my soul. <laughs> oh, soul. You have a week to finish it, and then you can return it to EB Games. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be. Oh, I'm gonna. <sighs> they make me so anxious. Scary games. Okay. Oh, they don't scare me, but it's the it's the it's because it's coming. And then when it comes, you go like, oh, that wasn't that bad. But I just endured. Like hours of like the anxiety. Going, oh, what's gonna happen? <laughs> well, you got to hear that all in a fortnight when our next episode comes out. Thank you very much for listening. I've been Adrian. I've met. 
and I've been Zio Michael. Don't turn me to stone, Zio. <laughs> Quick, get the Alshlim. Alshlim. I'll meet you guys. Pour it on the rocks at here. the edge. Joe, the edge was sick. Psychedelic dungeon. You missed out. What, from you too? No, the edge at the end. Of the, <laughs> it's the final dungeon of the game. Is that where you like when you cross over to the dimension? Yeah, you change dimension and you fight the And you can't darkness. live with or without you? Mm. <laughs> Sunday, bloody Sunday. <laughs> Did it give you vertigo? <laughs> <laughs>